Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello. Come on. Oh, hold on one second. My headphones didn't connect. What the heck? Let me try plugging them into my computer. Okay, so now my headphones are working, but can you hear me talking through the microphone? Yeah, I can hear you. I don't know why today when I started my computer and logged in to do all this, I was having a lot of problems with the microphone. The microphone wouldn't connect. I had to restart my computer. Then the microphone connected, but then the headphones didn't connect. Some would say this is all a sign from God. Uh, To what? To just stop now? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw in the towel and give up. No. Never give up. Never surrender. Yeah. (laughs) We're no... (laughs) We're no quitters. <laughs> Correct. Oh. Speaking of never give up, never surrender. Did you finish this book or did you give up on it? I skimmed it. I skimmed the end of it. Okay. I don't blame you. I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about it. Will we? <laughs> I think we'll have a lot to say about what we thought about the book. Okay, then. But not really about what happens in the book. All right, I'm glad you clarified that. I have notes for today, but they're not. I normally do notes to summarize what really happens in the book. I didn't do that for this book, so. All right, that's fine. How's everything else going? Fine. Okay, I have to tell you how freaked out I was before we get into this. Mm -hmm. When I got that text from Amelia last night asking me to help her make a puppet, I immediately think, well, what is she talking about? Is she talking about like a marionette puppet and we have to do the strings and the, why does she think grandma knows how to make a puppet? Because you sew and you've literally made puppets before. So then I asked her, this like killed me. I hope I remember this forever. I asked her, I said, well, what do you, you may need me to make you a puppet. Like what kind of a puppet? And then she scares me even more and says, you know, because a grandma's biggest fear is failing their grandchildren. <laughs> and then she says, well, I have to make it look like somebody. And I go, well, who do you have to make it l- look like? Do you have a picture? <laughs> and she says, yes. She sends me this picture. It's the freaking queen of England. <laughs> She has to do a project for school. And so the, I don't really get it, but the puppet has to have a 3D head. Oh and a, my God. And a flat body. I don't really get how that would work for a puppet. I think it's more like a doll. She's calling it a puppet, but it sounds more like a little doll. What is this doll slash queen of England? 
thing made of? So I took her to the store yesterday and we got a styrofoam ball for the head and we got flesh, you know, pale skin color felt to put on the ball to make the skin color. And then we got blue felt for the body part and a different shade of blue for her hat. And I got her some tiny little pom-poms to use for the pearl necklace. Oh, dear God. I think (laughs) you should be making this puppet. It just needs to look like the picture. Oh, oh, just needs to look like the picture? (laughs) Do you know what the Queen of England looks like? How the hell is it going to look like the picture? No, I just mean try to get it as close to that photo as possible oh yeah how about you try to get it as close to that picture as possible it'll be fine it's fine it's fine (laughs) i hate you so much right now it's gonna be great you can help her draw the little face on you're good at drawing faces i'm not good at drawing faces why do you think i do i paint animals i don't do faces really Oh, really? Because you don't do 7 million faces a week for all those angel dolls you do? Oh. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) That's different! Just do the face like that! Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll be great. The only thing that's gonna make this fun, and do not tell her this, I have two crowns, and if we're gonna be doing the Queen of England, we are gonna be wearing tiaras. Jealous? I like that. Yeah. Yes, I am, actually. Okay. <laughs> you have to take some pictures. Yes, I will definitely take pictures. You're going to have to put it on our Instagram. And I think that you should post on our Instagram the picture of the puppet that I have already made that I think we should just put a gray wig on. Please okay. Put that, <laughs> please put that on our Instagram page so people can see. All we okay. needed to do is, you know. Slap a gray wig on it. And... I could trim some of the hair from the gray wig that I got to be a fae. And <laughs> we could glue it on the, the head of this thing. You're putting that on Instagram. And then we will put a post puppet making pictures also on our Instagram. So if the listeners want to see how this puppet turned out, you must look at Instagram. Okay. I can All do right. that. All right. So uh, are you ready to talk about this book? Yes. All right. Oh, no. You know, this is the second time in a row when I've instantly said, do you want to talk about this book, that my computer blacks out. It's another sign. I'm telling you, the seven circles of hell are opening and it's screaming to us. Don't talk about this book. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. So uh, go ahead. Name this book. Name this book. The book is I Married a Dragon by Regine Abel. So this is book number seven, I believe. Oh, it doesn't say on Amazon, but it's part of the Prime Mating Agency series. And if you listened during season one, we did I Married a Lizard Man for episode 23 last season. And I think that was book one in the series. So this is further in the series. I'm pretty sure it was book seven. I think it's book six, but it's a, okay. that's a trivia issue. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Pretty similar in that book's premise, I guess, where a man and a woman end up getting married through this uh, date kind of like a dating agency, but it's called the Prime Mating Agency. Before you get into them meeting the Prime, can we talk about the prologue? I was going to talk about the dedication. Oh, well, so was I. Okay. okay. Do it! <laughs> I liked the 
dedication. The dedication is actually really long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing to you guys. I liked at the end, it says, there is no shame in changing your opinion or an ad- or in admitting you were wrong. The only shame is the harm you do to yourself and your loved ones and everything you missed out on or deprived yourself of because you were too afraid to leave your comfort zone. So I highlighted that because for years I had a post-it note on the monitor of my work computer that said, change begins at the end of your comfort zone. Oh, I like that. Why did you (laughs) never tell me that before? I don't know, but I had heard it one time. And so (laughs) I had to write it down because I was like, yeah, that's true. Like you can't, it's kind of like that old saying, a ship in the harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are made for. Well, listen to you go with your profoundness. I'm capped out though during the dedication talk. So it's all downhill from here, people. Oh, okay. <laughs> at, least, at least you warned us. That's all I wanted to say about the dedication. What did you want to talk about? You said prologue, but did you mean the thing before the dedication? Yes. I think that's like the blurb because that looks like what they have on Amazon for the story description. Oh, okay. We're not going to read it. I didn't that. even read it. You so- didn't? No, was there something interesting in that part? Well, I thought it gave us a little bit of an explanation. I'm going to read it, okay? Okay, go ahead. All right, it says, He's a beast only she can tame. Last thing she expected is for the massive dragon amidst the creatures to claim her, to avoid... (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to read it. I blew okay. up. I blew up the text so that I could see it easier, and mm-hmm. it's so long that it's off my page, and I can't figure out how to get it back on my page. So uh, I guess I could read it from this thing. Hold on, damn it! This day is just going from bad to worse. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the puppet making yet. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I can read it if you need me to. If you can't get your thing to work. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, read it. He's a beast only she can tame. When a dark portal spewing shadow beasts opens into a research facility, Kata's unit is dispatched to destroy them. The last thing she expects is for the massive dragon amidst the creatures to claim her. To avoid an intergalactic conflict and to perform an important mission, she consents to a temporary marriage of convenience with the Shadow Lord Cedros. But with each passing day, she finds herself drawn to the sweet and socially awkward male who lurks within this strong and fearsome protector of his realm. Then the next part says, She's his peace and his salvation. For decades, Cedros searched in vain for the one female who would silence his growing madness, take away the pain torturing his body, and end the loneliness and isolation that is the curse of a shadow lord. Who would have thought she would be an off-worlder? And yet here she is, his little Kata, a human so fragile... So delicate and yet so strong, her mere presence brings him divine peace. Her simple embrace awakens feelings and emotions he never thought possible. How can he convince her to stay with him in this world so ill-adapted to her species? And when she didn't come to him by choice, 
but out of duty. Thank you. You're welcome. Then we get into the book. You're right. This book is another one of those matches made, which... Uh, it was kind of interesting to me that they brought this matchmaker in because the first chapter starts with they're at a facility and people are screaming and yelling to get away from these beasts that have entered through this portal. And it says Tedrick is the squad leader. Kata freaks out when she sees these things coming through the portal. When he sees her, what's his name? Cedros? Cedros comes in, thank you. He, like, instantly says that's his mate, that's his person. So why did they even bring in... I'm just now realizing this. Why did they bring in a matchmaker? So I think... They only brought the matchmaker in to do this ruse of the marriage would only last for six months. Okay. And give her a way out. And then to like force her into this relationship so that they avoid having some sort of intergalactic war because she is his, not even really his mate, but his Ajaya, mm -hmm. which is like she is the antidote to this illness that overcomes him every time he's fighting these things. So he needs her, but then it says later in the book that you can have an Ajaya and not be mated to them. Yeah, so it's like it's more of a comfort person, isn't it? And that this Ajaya helps them rid the toxins that are in their body from fighting mm -hmm. these. Aquas, creature things yeah that it that emits some kind of poison yeah this whole book premise was very different because i expected it to be a romance like the lizard book but it really is all about more of setting up a business relationship so that she can soothe him and detox him and they need these shadow lords to fight the creatures in the portals so they are play a very important part. Yes. And I think this book was very heavy on the friends to lovers aspect because good God, very heavy. Yes. They go from strangers to her agreeing to do this. So Kata is an enforcer. Mm -hmm. So she's like a military police officer type person. The matchmaker, I think it was the matchmaker also tells her not only do we need you to marry Cedros and go to his place for six months, but we we also want you to investigate while you're there. Mm -hmm. People are taking these stones and using them for bad, nefarious purposes. So we need you to also do some work while you're there, like an undercover operation. Right. So this book is a little bit of her just being friends with Cedros. She's like his emotional support human. She can go with him out in public when people are taking advantage of him. She's supposed to stick up for him. So she's kind of like his guardian and like cuddle buddy. I, it's very bizarre. It was very bizarre. I'm like, this guy's a badass shadow lord who's battling creatures but he needs her to tell these people to fuck off and leave him alone yeah it's very weird and it's almost like i'm gonna sound like a total fucking asshole this way mm. but he's like socially inept and almost like autistic in a sense or like Ooh. he doesn't pick up on social cues because in this book these creatures or not creatures, this species, I should say, mm -hmm. when they turn five years old, 
they go into like this shadow realm on like a vision quest. Yeah. And depending on how well they do, that's how long they stay there. He, because he was like doing so well and he was on his way to become a shadow Lord. He was in there for years. Yeah. And yeah. So because he's in this shadow realm, fighting these monsters, living on his own, doing all this stuff at five, when he finally comes back to society a few years later, he doesn't know how to interact with people. He can't handle people touching him. All these things. Yes. And supposedly from him being in this shadow realm, he is socially inept. And the longer you're in there, when they finally do come out, what are they called? Derakeen? Derakeen. Yes. It's a species. And when they come uh-huh. out of the shadow realm, the longer they're in there, the stronger of a shadow lord they are. And I guess because he was in there so long, he came out as a golden dragon or a golden shadow lord. I have never read a book. As soon as it said cuddle, I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> what What the hell do you mean they're cuddling? What are we in third grade? I don't get it. So they do mostly cuddling in this book, but then also there was a lot of world building and species Mm -hmm. building Mm -hmm. for his type of dragon when this is like a standalone in the series and not the start of a brand new series. So I didn't really need to know all this background and we get a lot of detail about he's got eight fronds or spikes on his head because he's this Mm -hmm. powerful of a shadow lord and later on in the book we talk to somebody who's the head of the university and he's like a fallen shadow lord who was unable to complete the process and he's only got six or something so it's like i don't need to have all of this information Mm -hmm. it was very low on the romance i would say if you like a big old cinnamon roll (laughs) and no sass Yeah, if you want your main character to be a socially awkward, big ol' cinnamon roll, this guy's perfect for you. And and you like friends to lovers, and you like forced proximity. This could be perfect for somebody, but this book was not perfect for me. Yeah, this book was not perfect for me either. As soon, literally, as soon as I read the word cuddle, because I picked this book, I thought, Rachel's gonna kill me. Okay, I was going to ask you because you had texted me something like, please don't hate me when you read this book. And I couldn't figure out why you were saying that. And then you read the book and you totally understood? No, I still didn't understand. Oh my that was God. something I was going to ask you. Why did you say that? I just thought this book was so different from the hot, steamy, sexually explicit books that we read. I don't know. I just thought this was like, I was just surprised. I honest to God, liked the lizard book so much better than this book Mm -hmm. because at least they fell in love and they had sex and there was a learning curve. And this was so much of him. I need to hold you. I need skin to skin contact. I don't know. It just was very different. It was a little misleading because even in the blurb that I just read at the beginning of our episode, the first line is he's a beast only she can tame. She doesn't tame him. Yeah. And sure, he's like a dragon who gets in this like berserker style rage. It should say she's the medicine that can cure him. Yeah, because because she's like cortisol to his body. Yeah, I mean, they describe this toxin 
like literally like him almost having rabies her holding him not every one of these shadow lords finds their ajaya ajaya yeah but if they are lucky enough to find one they can suck this rabies like venom from their body just by holding him so there's a whole lot of learning curve of her getting comfortable holding him letting him cuddle her in his nest and he's very confused as to why she's wearing clothes and her trying to figure out her getting comfortable because they tell her there's nothing sexual about this. It's more about direct contact. It's more, the more naked you are, the more effective it is. So she has this whole learning curve of trying to feel comfortable. And so she packs a bikini and some short shorts and a crop top to cuddle with him in and it's still not enough because he she has bikini bottoms on and i'm like oh okay she's 80 percent naked well she even like the day after she gets there she ends up taking her bra off so she's just walking around in her little underwears at some point in the book she meets another ajaya mm -hmm. but this one is not a human this is one of the actual species mm -hmm. and the person that she meets like chastises her the whole time yes i mean that whole like, uh, that whole conversation in the book was extremely uncomfortable it's super awkward she's like oh you're doing him a disservice yeah. and i feel bad for him because you're not fully naked it's like she's wearing a small tiny pair of chonies yeah. like back the fuck off <laughs> what the hell yeah I, I would have told him, I would have told this person to get out of my house. And then there's a whole thing about her waking up and in the nest and saying, I need to pee. She, ha she has to explain to him what that is. He goes with her into this bathroom and they have this big fight where she's like, my bladder's gonna explode. This is something private. I need to pee. You need to move, get out of the bathroom. And I guess this is like some, just some big gaping hole. He's afraid she's <laughs> gonna fall in the hole, mm -hmm. right? And then after yes. she finally ends up peeing, the, there's like, it's almost like a bidet, but because they are these big, strong creatures, it's got the water power of a hydrant being open and it knocks her off the toilet i'm like what the fuck are we reading here well then of course he comes to rescue yes. her She's and she doesn't have her underwear back up yet and there's this whole awkward conversation it's like every interaction with them is super awkward mm -hmm. and their dialogue is very wooden yeah because i don't know because that's how he's supposed to be He's not, he's not a badass. He's just like, doesn't know how to do anything. He's like book smart, not street smart at all. Or he doesn't know really anything. He only knows about humans from what he's read about them. Cause he tried to read about mm -hmm. them to prepare for her. It's this interaction reminded me so much of Larry <laughs> because he was so freaking socially and awkward awkward and didn't know what to do but at least this dragon read about humans larry didn't even bother doing that larry was just weird <laughs> she thinks that he looks hot so i've highlighted this part she thinks okay. for all his alienness he was truly a stunning male at least seven feet tall 
with the right level of bulging muscles everywhere without falling into overly bulky. He had the type of imposing stature I always found sexy in a male. His reptilian leg reptilian legs and feet, not to mention his tail, didn't bother me. I'd lived and worked alongside enough aliens to appreciate the beauty in non-human aesthetics. And that purplish blue hair of his <laughs> made me want to sink my fingers into it. My husband was undoubtedly attractive. She doesn't even mention his wings. On the cover, he's got wings. And <laughs> we know those are it's all about the wings for you. Yeah, and those are sorely underutilized in this book, I will say. He just flies her around a couple times, mm -hmm. doesn't even do anything fun with them. Well, he does explain to her that she does find out at some point that if she were the same species as him, that they breed in flight. Yes. And the reason they breed in flight, one of the reasons besides having wings, is that when the male or the female gets really excited and is about to orgasm, their throat starts to glow and they literally blow fire mm -hmm. and to avoid setting their house on fire <laughs> while they're <laughs> climaxing. They go outside and have sex in the air. That means that they're having an orgasm. But don't worry, because they always aim it away from their mate. I highlighted that, too. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, what is... That, there's there's nothing sexy about this book. I think she even has it akin to, like, sneezing. If you yeah. accidentally sneeze, are you going to blow fire on me? He's like, oh, don't worry. I would always aim away from you. Oh, that's such a comfort. Okay, but wait. Okay. Then we find out in Chapter 5 that he's also a virgin. Yes! I don't, I can't remember if we've had a book yet on the podcast where it's a male virgin. I don't think we have. I thought the same thing. Have we had that before? I don't think so. But I was like, okay, I didn't really mind that, but he's only a virgin because he's so socially awkward. He doesn't get close to anybody or these shadow lords don't get close to anybody unless it's their Ajaya. Mm -hmm. When they do, sometimes they mate with them, sometimes they don't. Like this woman that Kata ends up speaking to later on in the book, the one that chastised her. Yes. She ended up mating with her Shadow Lord, not because she was in love with him, but because she couldn't stand the thought of him being with another woman. Because, newsflash, mm -hmm. if your Shadow Lord takes a mate that's not the Ajaya, the Ajaya still has to fly with them during all of their couplings to support him. Yeah, what is that? To support him? It's like, are you a man or aren't you? What do I need to do? Hold your hand, praise you while you're fucking this person and saying, oh, you're doing good now. Now put your dick in her. It was so weird. I was like, what in the actual fuck is happening? Yeah. Here? And it's like. She's not a person and her needs end up being completely brushed aside yes. as soon as she takes on this role because she has to cater her entire life mm -hmm. to fit the needs of what he needs and what she wants no longer matters. It's kind of like a human marriage. Like to the extreme, to yeah. The ex well, yes. But if these shadow lords don't find their person, their mate, by the time they're 50, right? Oh, that's what it is. Yes, that's why she, that's why that one woman mated with her shadow lord because he turned 50 and it's his social duty. I'm sorry, excuse me while I barf in my yeah. mouth, but it's his duty as a male at the age of 50 to find somebody and have children with yeah. them. What? Yes. 
So that's the only reason she picked him because his 50th birthday came up. And so it was his duty to start having kids. What weird cultish <laughs> bullshit is this? I thought the exact same thing. This book I could was not a, get any more uncomfortable or odd. It's nothing about it is hot. Even her, the people she meets, their relationship isn't hot. It's a business transaction. Yeah. And I don't know if because it ends up being a friends to lovers that they thought, well, it is hot, but it's, it's really not. Even when they talk about having children, he's enamored with her, her breasts. And even when she, they talk about having children, he says he does want children, but he wants her to fall in love with them. And, you know, he said he read about humans having children and that they actually nurse their children and that he wants to taste her milk. Okay, I highlighted this too. All right. So the first time he sees her boobs with nothing on, he's disappointed to find out that they're big, but there's no breast to milk in Mm -hmm. them. And she says, you wanted to taste my breast milk? And he responds, yes, of course. Why wouldn't I? I was also quite curious how effective your fermented milk, everything he eats in this fucking book is fermented. It sounded gross. Mm -hmm. Could be in replenishing our hydrogen sacs. So that's like the thing they use in their throats to blow the fire, I guess. But I'm like, what yeah i'm sorry what that was all disgusting okay can we asterisk this and keep this in mind this was some foreshadowing i didn't fucking (laughs) need for the epilogue okay (laughs) yeah when i highlighted this and my note was literally um what now i didn't need to see this a second time in the book in the epilogue yes oh my god this is why i was dying we're not even talking about the purpose (laughs) of this book where they're trying because there's there's really there's really no plot happening in this book because she goes to their this planet she lives with him she's his good little emotional support human they slowly spend time together building up their relationship becoming friends she's slowly getting attracted to him of course because she's constantly rubbing on him while she's naked so of course she's going to get attracted to him eventually she tells him about the mission that she's supposed to do he agrees to help her because he's a shadow lord so he can read the portals and figure out who used them and figure out all these things because somebody is offloading these rocks that they mine on his planet and the these stones are used to open the portals and because these rocks are being smuggled off the planet they're opening these portals but the portals are unstable and that's what's letting these these creatures through and if the portals are opened where there's humans or other innocent victims they're going to get annihilated so that's her mission to find out who is doing this Who is stealing these rocks? Because they would never, ever let other people have these stones because they're so dangerous in the wrong hands. Well, and these stones and all of these things are how people... Basically, this is where the societal commentary that I hated from the lizard man book comes into play because in this, book, I didn't even get that the, part, but go ahead. Okay. So this whole part in this book is the rich get richer and the poor stay poor. And there's a divide between the classes. And so people that go to university that have a lot of money, they can afford the good stones to practice mm-hmm. with. And you need the special things to literally elevate the platform that your house yes. lives on. And so In this book, 
it says, well, it's not really fair that the people with less money can't afford the supplies they need to go to school. And sometimes they have to stop going to school because they can't afford to continue on for the supplies. So it's like some fucking student loan debt versus having your daddy pay for your whole schooling commentary. And it turns out that the people that were doing these portal things were university students who needed the advantage and in all the years prior, the headmasters of the university just kind of let them do it because they didn't want to, you know, upset people and do all. I was just like, really? Why do we have to have this in every book she does? I don't know. But I do agree that with the social commentary that the rich get rich and the poor are just screwed. I'm sorry. It's very, very true. I don't disagree with it. I'm just saying I wish there was more spent on the relationship here and making them less wooden. Yes. And making them actually like each other. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of it was spent on this conspiracy and all these issues. And the other thing I want to comment about is every time he explains something to her or something like she got this visor from Kaog. Who... I think I know exactly what you're going to say. Right <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, he gives every time something happens, he Kaog gave her a wedding present, which is a visor that allows her to see the or read the language that are on, on above these portals saying what portal is what but every time it happens she says this is so badass and i thought if i'm going to throw up who the fuck says that that's not what i thought you were gonna okay say. go ahead what did you think i was gonna say because maybe i thought it she did say that a lot he always refers to her as my kata and it was really annoying now that I, I didn't even there was so much other shit in this book that annoyed me i didn't even see it or acknowledge mm -hmm. it so anyway keep going what's hap what happens with this book is they end up finding out yeah so they find out who is doing these portals and causing all these shadow creatures to come in they end up doing all of this change to society it's very much brushed over at the end mm -hmm. of the book where they're able to change the value of certain stones or things that are used in society so that way there's more access to the resources and more of a balance between the classes mm -hmm. and she's ends up becoming his mate actual want to be with you romantically made mm. she then also goes back to work and she's doing other jobs because he is working he's doing the shadow lord job of protecting the portals she's doing her job of also being a protector as an enforcer mm -hmm. then we have the epilogue but before we get to the epilogue can i talk about the pet yes! that he gets her <laughs> yes yes please let me find it nero that's the name right so he gets her basically a shadow creature octopus, <laughs> for lack of better words. Yes. And he says... He lives in the rift, her, right? Or he lives in the shadow realm. Yes. So he's like a pet that doesn't require any work on her end because when he's hungry or he needs to rest he's just going to go back into the rift and replenish himself himself that would be awesome so he tells her nero agreed to be your companion a shadow dweller is the closest thing we have on dramnik that could compare to a pet i read that humans love pets sometimes even more than other humans or their own relatives okay that part's actually yes true. and then she responds you caught me a shadow dweller as a pet and he says 
Nero here is always in the mood to play and give you a cuddle. My note, Jesus Christ, isn't she cuddled <laughs> enough? <laughs> the last fucking thing I would want is another thing touching me if my husband or mate or Shadow Lord wouldn't get his goddamn body, literally his whole body off of her. Yes, but Nero is also going to be her bodyguard when she tries to go through these portals Nero's gonna go with mm -hmm. her and protect her because he is really to use her language a badass <laughs> that I could have done with that and not have him also want to cuddle with yeah. her and hang out with her and literally use his octopus style body to cling yes on to her. I, it's everybody sucking the life out of her so this makes me think of when my kids were little and I used to always fight with my husband because he would want to be near me or touch me. Or I think a lot of women have this when their kids are little and the husband wants to be intimate or just give me a hug or give me a kiss or anything. Mm -hmm. And I would always be like, I cannot stand more physical contact <laughs> at this point in time because I'm constantly touching my children yeah. or holding my kid's hand while we cross the street or doing things like this. I need to not be sharing my body at all times. And I'm sorry, but as the husband, you're the one that's going to have to suffer for a little bit because I'm not going to stop touching my kids or helping my kids or hugging them or doing these things because you want me to hug you also. I just can't do it. Yeah. My favorite expression on that is the well is dry. There's mm -hmm. nothing left. I need to replenish. I understand the guy's point of view though, that they, they need something too, but it's like, dear God, I need to have a break. Yes, it's a lot and it's overwhelming. Yeah, these women that have multiple children and a husband and just love it, love their kids doing that. I don't get it. <laughs> what a great mom I am. <laughs> it's like, I was a single mom, so I didn't have a husband. So I didn't mind the having the life drained out of me by my kid. That needed me to mm -hmm. hug her. That, that was fine. I was fine with that. But I only had one. You have two and a husband. So yeah, I can understand how it's a lot. Well, and I think for men, they don't realize like I'm the mommy in the house, but I'm not going to mommy yeah. him or just in general. I'm, <laughs> he always says, and I think this is actually really true of like husbands in general, or maybe I'm just a bitch. You guys let <laughs> us know. But it's like, he'll even admit it's like the children and then under the children is the pets mm. and then under the pets is him sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I can see it. They all need your help. He is, has his own dichotomy and can take care of himself and doesn't need assistance. Whereas the children need assistance and help all the time. And so do the pets at some point. Well, and I, with the pets, there's a saying about pets where to a human, the pet is a part of the human's world, but to a pet, the human is the whole world. Mm. For me, I'm like, when I come home, yeah, I'm going to pet the dogs and I'm going to say hi to the cats and I'm going to do all these things. And then I'll give you a hug and a kiss, honey. <laughs> sad. <laughs> that is so sad. Uh, I I do get it, though on some level but shall we talk about the epilogue of this book okay but if, um there's one more thing that happens in the main story of oh the book go ahead before mm -hmm. they get to the epilogue it's part of their sex mm -hmm. scene so of course he's gigantic of course. and he's having trouble fitting into her 
vagine. Even though he's self-lubricating, correct? Yes, Mm -hmm. which was all very convenient. This this is part of the book. It says, His scales suddenly grew cold against my feverish skin, and the golden glow on his throat took on a darker, purplish hue as shadowy tendrils swirled all about him. Then she starts to ask what is... Mm -hmm. And then it continues. My baffled question ended in a stunned gasp when my hands on his back fell through him and his weight on me vanished as he became vaporous. I yanked my hands away, wondering what the hell was going on. But before the thought could fully form, Cedros materialized again. I threw my head back against the pillows and cried out at the impossible fullness of Cedros cock fully sheathed inside me. Is this not worse than them ramming themselves into the hilt? He just like materializes in her vision. <laughs> you know, a guy's got to do what a guy's got to do to get it in there. And she, I, I'm, I guess. This was the first time the guy was so big, he, she could not take him. So he forces her to take it because he shadows himself in there and then expands <laughs> like a fucking water balloon. Like, what was that? I thought it was an interesting different twist on how to um how to get started so my note when i read it was that is convenient as fuck (laughs) that ability but at the same time it's like oh my god she says or she thinks good thing he did that because if not he would have been working all night just to fit his big honking yeah you know dick in my tiny vagine Yes, and like, does he have to do that every time, I wonder? I don't know. Because at the beginning of a relationship, you're super hot and bothered. And it's like, come here, baby, get in me, blah, blah, blah. But as time goes by, so to me, the beginning of a relationship is the easiest time to slip in there. Because you're so (laughs) hot and bothered. Years down the road, it's like, okay, you again. It's not as exciting as the beginning. Sure, it can still be good, but I don't know. Are you Mm -hmm. still as wet? Are you still as... I guess that's why there's KY Jelly and other lubes on the market. I don't know. I guess. So in this book, in the epilogue, her first pregnancy, she gets pregnant with twins. Oh, wait, wait. I'm so sorry. I have to talk about this because I thought this was so fucking bizarre and I, this is where I started skimming, where he takes her to this okay. spirit cave, and then they go to something called the sighing chamber, and he starts massaging her feet, and he brought these little hammers with her. He gently starts doing footology on her feet and tapping on the bottom of her feet or these Chinese pressure points. And she just starts sighing. I guess that's why they call it the sighing chamber. But I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What is happening? (laughs) If some guy whipped out these little hammers and oil and started tapping on the points at the bottom of my feet, I would think he had a foot fetish and it would really freak me out. This would not be a turn on for me. I'm sorry. Is that the same place where they had sex for the first time? I don't know because I was skimming. Is that where they had sex? I don't remember. But I remember that also being very weird. She tells him she loves him because he already said he loves her. And she says, I love you. I'm in love with you. I want to be your mate, the mother of your children, and spend the rest of my life with with you. Then we go into the epilogue. And I guess her first pregnancy is... 
twins. Okay, but the the next sentence from the part that you just said was, nobody has ever made me feel more seen, more loved, more valued, and more respected than you have. How? How though? Because her only value in this relationship is as an emotional support human to cuddle him. I don't know. Does she not value herself at all? It was very weird. I had to highlight that because I'm like, this doesn't even make any fucking sense. Maybe because he, so, yes. he cooked for her or he did the charcuterie board. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but the epilogue was weird because it has this weird time jump in the middle of it that really confused me because it starts off by him saying, you are pregnant with our twins. Mm -hmm. But then later on, he is talking about like her breastfeeding one of the kids, but that's not one of the twins. Yeah, they have other children. Well, also in this time jump, there's her making a bust and of some hallucinogenic drug that's being transported illegally as her job as the enforcer. And I thought, and she's like, I live on Dromnock and I'm married to a shadow Lord. So I know I can feel it. You have this hidden in a wall in the ship. And sure enough, they, Mm -hmm. they bust somebody. Oh, well, because it turns out he didn't tell her that one of the Mm -hmm. side effects of mating with him was that she was going to start to develop some of his abilities. So now she can sense these things and her eyes are starting to change color and all of these things are happening. And he says, well, I didn't want to tell you that you would get these special abilities Mm -hmm. because I didn't want you to only mate with me because you would gain these abilities. I wanted you to mate with me because you would love me. Yeah. And, and what? what does she, what, <laughs> yeah. But she also says when he tells her, she's all, that's badass. Yes. But at this point, she's already had like his twins. Yeah. They've already mated. He still doesn't fucking tell her, hey, by the way, some weird shit might start happening to your body where you're getting my abilities. No, like what? Okay, but look, can we talk about the gore? Yes. thing that happens in the yes. epilogue? What the fuck was this? I don't know. I could have gone my whole life without <laughs> this. He's watching her uh. breastfeed one of the kids. And he says he's too greedy. He never leaves me any. That's what I highlighted. And that. she laughs at mm-hmm. him. Yeah. She says, You you're an adult, Cedros. You don't need breast milk. It's for the baby. And he says, You're my mate. That makes it my milk. He could share a little. I need it too. He doesn't want a mate. He wants a fucking yes! mother. This is disgusting. Is just- Absolutely foul. Yes. It's so fucking gross. And she says, don't you understand that I just keep making more milk? And if you burp your son, then you can have some of the remaining milk. Yes. She makes him burp the baby. And then she's like, here, now you can latch on to how unsexy is it's this? very unsexy. And I also also, I guess when all this is going down her one of she has three other children, doesn't she have twins and a girl and and the baby, and the, yes. They have four yeah, kids. Yeah, and the girl is dangling one of the kids over the edge of their floating plateau because I don't even know what's happening. This is when I'm like, you know what? I, I'm done. This is years down the road because the twins have already gone through their shadow lord abilities mm-hmm. and they're both shadow lords. The daughter is now the next in line. She is about to go off to her shadow quest mm-hmm. and Cedros thinks she could be 
a shadow lady yeah. and how cool would that be? And she probably will be because I'm so powerful of a shadow Lord. All of our kids are going to go off and uh, Kata's freaking out because she's like, well, when the twins went, at least they had each other, but now our daughter's going to go do it and she's going to be all alone. But then I think he says, don't worry because Nero can go with her and protect her if she really needs it. And she'll be fine because I'm such a badass. She'll have some of my power. Yeah. I I'm such a bad, but I need breast milk and I need to cuddle it's gross it is gross and that's how the book ends doesn't it yes thank thank god God. now do you understand why I said please don't be bad at me when you yes now it makes a little Uh, more sense so what'd you think of this book would you rate it I would be very generous to this book if I liked friends to lovers, if I liked forced proximity, if I liked these things, this book would have been awesome for Mm -hmm. me. But I really don't like those things. Friends to lovers is actually one of the tropes I hate the most, to be honest. I didn't know that. I don't Mm. get it. I don't understand it as a trope at all. (laughs) And... Are you not friends with your husband? I wasn't friends before I started fucking him. Oh, okay. Good to know. Friends. (laughs) You're just like your mother. It's like, I can look at somebody for three seconds and go, I'll I'll sleep with him. Yeah, no, we can build the friendship later. Let's start off on the right foot, which is on our backs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, because if you're not good in bed, there's no point in getting to be your friend. I don't want anything to do with you. It's never going to work out. I feel like not in this book because this was a forced proximity book, but usually what happens in friends to lovers books is I don't want to tell Jane that I'm in love with her because I don't want to ruin our friendship. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I've never had a friend that I've valued their friendship more than I've valued the possible D and the relationship I could get from Mm. that. Yeah. Who does that? Nobody. Yeah. Right. I mean, it could be your, if you're friends and you get along, your relationship could be so much more if you're sitting together. (laughs) Yes. You want your bed partner (laughs) to also be your friend. That's the way to pick a good mate. I've learned that after all these years. I'm like, oh, that's what you should do. (laughs) Okay. That's, that's That's the the trick. I mean, I would be very generous by saying because this book does the friends to lovers and forced forced proximity mm-hmm. well, I could give it two two dry mm-hmm. panties. But for me personally, as a reader, I'm not into that as a trope, mm-hmm. and I'm not into cuddling. Cuddling doesn't do it for me. So personally, I would give this like zero to one dry panties. Okay, so I thought a similar thing. I this book did not do it for me there. It was very weird. I thought it was going to be more of a romance. Once they did certain things, like even them saying he's socially awkward. I'm like, what do you have to, how is that sexy? It's really is not. None of it was attractive to me. I would probably also give it one very dry panty and that's being generous. I, I really can't recommend this book and I don't think I'll read any more books in this series. For people who don't really like sex with their romance, this might be good for them Mm -hmm. because there's not really that much sex happening in this book. They do have sex, like I think only one time in the actual Mm -hmm. book, but it is possible to have 
a romantic relationship with somebody and do things other than intercourse. Yes, I agree. So this could be good for people that are looking for that in their books. Uh, personally, for me, I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, so. me me either. <laughs> I want to, I want more romance or more of an emotional connection. I don't mind cuddling in real life, but I don't want to read about it. When they say cuddle, I'm like, what are we five? I don't get it. I was like a oh, brother. Mm-hmm. Rachel's going to kill me. Well, and he doesn't ever come out of that childish yes. stage when he's trying to get her breast milk from the baby. I'm yeah. sorry. If my husband said that to me, I would divorce yes. him. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> if he thinks that I am going to put the value of my child on the same level as the value of my mm. husband, I'm sorry. I, you can judge me all you yeah. want, but I have told my husband, I love my children more than I love you because I am their mm-hmm. mother and I will love my children more than I love anybody on this planet. Well, and this is just a fact you have to accept. So for him to be like, I am on equal, literally like he's going to be on the side titty to the baby, like drinking the breast milk at the same time. That's what he wants. Gross. Yeah. I think a lot of women feel that way, myself included, but we don't verbalize it. Of course, your child is what I love the expression. When you have a child as a woman is when your heart starts walking around outside your body. And it's true. It's like this child is everything. But there are women that, you know, are not maternal that have children. My mother, for example. And mm-hmm. they choose their husband over their children. They're, that's fine, too. You do what you want to do. But that's not me. I would always choose my child over my husband. But I wouldn't necessarily tell him <laughs> that because I don't want to hurt his feelings or make him feel bad. It's a different kind of love. It's different. It is different. I agree mm-hmm. with you. It's like, and if I somebody think- said you need to step, you know, it's either you or your kid. I've always told you, if anything ever goes down and when we're out somewhere or whatever, you need to take off and run. You need to make sure you, you're fine. And I'm fine not being okay. Because that's my job. And I have no qualms taking a bullet for you oh yeah i get that because i feel like that with my kids but it's a bummer that a lot of women have children because they feel like it's what society expects of them or it's what the husband mm-hmm. wants and it's not necessarily what they want having kids isn't for everyone yeah, it's not it needs to be more socially accepted that it's okay to not have children absolutely and you know i hate to tell you but that being willing to step in front of your child and take a bullet also happens when you have grandchildren so now there's three people that of course are you kidding me absolutely those are my (laughs) grandchildren i've had a life it's fine every every, it's fine (laughs) (laughs) would you rather take a bullet than try to do the puppet I just don't want to fail her. Oh, you're not going to fail. You're going to do yeah, great. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, my God. The stress. I was <laughs> yesterday, I was thinking, okay, Sunday, I'm just going to relax. I'm going to take it easy. I may do a little crocheting. I may sew a couple of dolls. I think I'm going to start selling my dolls again and okay. see what happens, see if they sell. So, I don't know. You could do a little Etsy shop or something. Yeah, I had one before, so I will probably do that again. But... Um, going back to the books, what are you mm-hmm. reading anything else? I am reading, well, right now I am reading 
So when we did our episode with Trev, she mentioned that she's starting her own podcast, the Bookish Lounge podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be guests on her podcast yes, we are. in March. Mm-hmm. So at the end of March, our episode with her is going to uh, air. So right now I am reading the book that we need to discuss with her on her podcast. Oh, I wondered if you started that book. Yeah, so I'm reading that. That book is called Games with the Orc (laughs) by Catherine Moon. Mm -hmm. I'm reading that right now. I just finished the dragon book like two days ago. Like I waited way too long to read it for the podcast. And I feel like it took me a long time to get into it. Before that, I read The Dark Phase Bargain by Jamie Schlosser. Mm, Was that good? It was good, but it's book one in a duet. And I don't really have time to read the second book in the duet. So I'll just have to read that eventually to see how it concludes. Oh, because you don't read multiple books at a time. Yeah, I can't do it. So right now I'm reading Games with the Orc. And then after that, I actually have a couple books that I've downloaded that aren't paranormal, fantasy, sci-fi. They're like contemporary romances. Who am I Yeah, who are you? I don't get into those because I I can't read those. They're just... Yeah, I have two of those downloaded. So I might read one of those. Yeah, I can embrace a shifter romance book far more than I can embrace a regular romance unless it's a classic I guess yeah I also started the orc book I think I told you okay. I, thank god the fire department is down the street <laughs> literally literally yes. I could walk to the <laughs> fire department but I also besides that book I feel like I'll get through that book pretty quickly I went back and I started reading book two it's called, is it Leslie? I'm not even sure how. It's L-E-S-L-E-I-G-H, which to me would be Leslie. Yes, I think it is Leslie. Why they name this guy? He, you, If you saw the picture on the cover, it's like, who the fuck would name this guy Leslie? But whatever. He goes by Les. Leslie, a bear shifter faded mate MC romance. And it's book two in the Lords of Chaos Ironwood by K.O. Newman. And we did a podcast on book one. So I finished this book. It's one of two books. So of course I started the sec- the second book, which is really the third book, but you you need to read both of them because um, mm-hmm. of where it leaves off. And book three is called Cherry, A Bear Shifter Faded Mate MC Romance, obviously by the same author. And I got to tell you, I mean, I'm reading it, but it's, a hard read and it's I don't mean it's a hard read because it's not a good book I mean it's really an uncomfortable hard read because she gets taken by a, a bad guy in the motorcycle group and what he does mm. to her it's very violent and pretty horrible oh wow okay so the book that we did on the podcast was Malachi mm-hmm. and that was from season one it was episode number 11 there you go so uh I kind of like the high relationship in the second book with that's called that's the leslie book between him Mm -hmm. and cherry and rachel won't read it because rachel doesn't like when somebody walks away from their faded mate i can't do it that's so funny i i wonder what the psychological issue with all of that is i think it's pretty clear that it's abandonment issues. (laughs) 
Uh, we could call a spade a spade oh, Okay, here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> it's okay. But if I had a faded mate and they fucking left me, that would literally kill me. So when I read books about rejected mates, it like floods my body and makes me want to vomit. Like I can't. I have been a rejected mate, and it is. It just rips the heart, your heart, out of your chest. I have literally laid on the floor in bath, on the, in the bathroom, and was just hysterically crying because I felt like I was going to die. Yeah, it's horrible. So I don't want to read about that. Mm. Uh, now, enemies to lovers. If my mate hates me and I can win him over, <laughs> that's different. I don't know why I can handle that. Yeah, I that. don't know why either. <laughs> I don't. I can't read those books. Maybe because once you're with that person fully then they turn all that hatred that they had for you originally outwards and then they become stabby for you mm, which is my favorite yeah and become very passionate mm -hmm. yeah i thought this book was pretty hot because she when she does come back to him he is very they have a very odd relationship and he flat out tells her you're stay here i have to go do something when I come back, I'm going to punish you. And you know you deserve to be punished for leaving me and abandoning me. And she just says, yes, I understand. And when he comes back, he's good to his word, man. He does punish her. And she understands that that's something they just have to get through because it makes her feel bad that she abandoned him. And this kind of alleviates some of her guilt. This is a very weird dynamic. But I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying them so yeah, far the, the, yeah the next one is it's like i said it's a hard read i'm sure it'll be fine yeah so i might read one of my contemporary romances or i've had on my book for a while jet by anna fury what's that about it's a book um it's a book two in one of her it's called temple maze uh temple maze something i can't remember the name of the series but i had read book one it's very dark yeah. it's very different um it was kind of cool though but it's really long so that's why i haven't read this book yet i do want to read it though um i still have a kiss of iron by claire sager on my phone on my kindle i mean that i could read so, so many books so little time yeah and i got up this morning and ruby dixon's next book in the ice planet home series has dropped which is rajal's renaissance mm -hmm. yes yeah it i had pre-ordered it so i got up and i'm like oh my god this is already in my kindle when the hell am i gonna read this book yeah t.s joyce made a post that she just sent one of her books yes! to the editor oh my god i saw that too i'm like oh my god yeah i can't and on instagram she made some comment about how there's a lot of surprises that are going to happen in the, the book that she sent to the editor and i'm like i can't handle it yeah well speaking of too many books too little time can i tell you what our next book is since you told me i could pick oh yeah because i didn't i don't even know what it is yes tell me this is a surprise oh, god the book is called ashes in the wind by lichelle rain and it's a prequel novella to the osparia series so i picked it because i want to read that series okay. and this prequel is only 139 pages oh so i figure this is a perfect book to read right now because right now we need to read our book and we need to read the book for trev who's the author lachelle rain i'll send you a link on amazon yeah thank god because you know me trying to find shit on amazon and then they say you sorry you can't <laughs> can't buy that book on amazon i'm like what the fuck are you talking about 
Okay. Yeah. Eat it all. All right. So uh, <laughs> I've got a puppet to make, apparently. What time are you coming over? Uh, hopefully soon. I got to go check on her and see if she's done getting ready. And then I'll bring her by right. with the supplies. Okay. And we'll post some pictures on on uh, Instagram. Instagram. So you guys check yeah. it out. Okay. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye, honey. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm-hmm.